Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today, and I've been looking forward uh, since last Friday. I've been looking forward to this conversation uh, because we we often uh, joke at my house. We uh, we invoke the Incredibles uh, often, and of course, in the Incredibles, there's the classic line: "If everybody's special, nobody's special." And uh, our good friend Jonathan Johnson, uh, CEO of Overstock.com, uh, penned a, a brilliant piece in the Salt Lake Tribune late last week. Uh, talking about this idea of special. And if everything is special, nothing is special, especially when it comes to the Utah legislature. And uh, Jonathan joins us now. Thank you for uh, popping in on a Monday. Thank you, Boyd. It's always good to be on your show. Wonderful. So uh, just to be very clear at the outset here, you were not uh, criticizing what was on the agenda for the special session of the uh, Utah legislature, but you raised some really important points in terms of how our legislature functions, and uh, maybe a way to, to focus it just a little bit better. Yeah, you know, we, we last week we had a special session of the legislature. Ours is a limited legislature that's supposed to meet 45 days a year for its general session. And then on occasion, something might arise for uh, it to meet again. We're increasingly seeing these special sessions called many times through the year. There were four or five last year. Well, here we are in May. We've already had another. I think it would be useful to use the term that the Utah Constitution uses for these sessions, and that would be to call them extraordinary sessions. Yeah, and I think that's uh, – that, one, it's interesting that uh, that is what it says in the Utah Constitution, extraordinary uh, and so how do you think that will change the dynamic or the conversation if we uh, go back to uh, the proper term, uh, constitutional term of extraordinary? Well, I, uh, hopefully it would mean there are less of them. And I think special sessions or extraordinary sessions are problematic for it for three reasons. One, most of the deals uh, about legislation that happens in these extraordinary sessions is done ahead of time, mm. outside of the public eye. There's backroom deals. Behind Second, closed doors it, is the... Uh... <laughs> is, yes, the inside baseball term, behind closed doors. You know, if there is something that needs debate, the sessions are called with such short notice 
This last one was called on a Friday and held on a Wednesday. It makes it difficult for those that have issues with the proposed legislation, the amount of campaign and time to have their voice heard. And because of that, the third reason is, frankly, it encourages citizen apathy. When you don't think you have a say, either because it's behind closed doors or because you can't mount uh, an objection, ultimately we become apathetic. And that is three things that I think are problematic with these so-called special sessions. Yeah, and I think the third one is the one that worries me the most, that uh, if citizens feel like, well, there's no way I can organize or there's no way I can research that, you know, in 24 hours and then show up. Uh, or if there is a sense that uh, the, the behind closed doors action took place before the special session, the extraordinary session happened, uh, very easy for citizens to to disconnect. Uh, one of the interesting things, in, uh, and you've raised this in, in various formats, uh, and it's just an interesting conversation, you know, that Utah does have this 45-day session. So it is a citizen legislature, to be sure, uh, probably one of the few really left in the country. Uh, and does that still work? Is it time to consider full-time legislative action? Uh, and uh, then that, of course, has its own set of uh, dynamics and challenges. Well, Boyd, I, I hope we don't go to a professional full-time legislature in Utah. You know, I'm reminded of a quip that was is attributed to Mark Twain, who said, no man's life, liberty, or property are safe while the legislature is in session. And I think Utah benefits uh, in being a well-run state by having citizen legislators in session for a limited calendar. And, uh, you know, whether 45 days is long enough, I don't know. Since I penned that op-ed and it was published, I've had several legislators reach out to me saying, well, you hit the nail on the head. We, mm-hmm. we are slowly but surely becoming a full-time legislator legislature when you have the general session to special after special after special, never yeah. extraordinary session that we have. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating stuff. It's a great piece uh, in Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, you can check that out there. And uh, Jonathan, always appreciate your insight. And this is one that uh, I think we've got to continue to to stay with in terms of a question, uh, because I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, part of the reason we're one of the best run states is because we don't have a full time legislature. Uh, but if we continue to add those specials, uh, I think that's going to be the uh, inevitable conclusion of that. But uh, again, we'll keep this conversation rolling. Jonathan Johnson, CEO of Overstock.com. Uh, great insight as always. Appreciate your leadership. Appreciate your voice. Thank you, Boyd. And anytime we can talk to Incredibles, I know it's been a good day. It's been a good day. That's right. And because you're extraordinary, not special, so you're different. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you, Boyd. Great conversation. And, uh, yeah, if everybody's special, if everything is special, nothing special. And when it comes to legislative sessions, if everything's a special session, it's not that special. We're having too many. Uh, Let's go back to the Constitution. Radical stuff. Let's go with the term extraordinary. Might make everyone think through just a little harder what should be in those sessions and why, most important, we need to make sure that we keep the citizens engaged in the process. All right, we'll take a quick uh, timeout for a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the environment. Tom Carter is going to join us coming up next. A gun in the face. 
Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.